The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully qualified will be like their teacher. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, friend, let me take out the speck in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. Out of the good treasure of the heart, the good person produces good. And out of evil treasure, the evil person produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Last weekend, uh, I began a homily series, a message series, a four-part one, which takes us from the end of ordinary time into uh, our season of Lent, preparations for uh, Easter, a journey of conversion and renewal, which of course begins this Wednesday with our Ash Wednesday celebrations. If you missed last weekend's homily, uh, you can go to our family website, chathamcatholic.ca, and there's a link uh, that you can watch that message. And if you're having trouble sleeping, once again, you can just put that on, and it, it's, it's, it's a grace. Just send you, and then the Lord will tell you whatever you need to hear. Uh, and so this weekend, I'm here, of course, St. Joseph's and St. Ursula's. Next weekend, take a break with Our Lady of Victory. Uh, but then I'm back the next two weekends, Blessed Sacrament and St. Agnes, and then back here again. So uh, four parts to this one. And the message series is called, Can You Hear Me Now? The Art of Listening and Living as a Faithful Disciple. And what prompted me to kind of look at this, and, and we, we hear in the gospel, especially last week, and in the gospel, Jesus told the, his disciples, listen. And he went through uh, a number of things that we as faithful disciples are supposed to do. Forgive, give away our stuff, don't ask for it back. He goes through a great big list of what it is to be a disciple. And certainly in this world, we're not very good at listening. This is a picture of uh, Julian Treasure. He's a communications expert. And uh, in session two of the online TED retreat I'm doing right now, I used his TED talk, which again is shorter than this homily is going to be. 
He's a much more effective communicator than I am. But he talked about five ways of listening better. And last weekend, I talked about the fact that we're not very good at listening. And I, and I took from Julian Treasure the fact that he said, in this world, we're very good at broadcasting our thoughts, our opinions, our feelings in all the variety of ways, let alone social media. But we're really good at being able to broadcast and, and, and even sometimes loudly. And it's diff in different ways, not just speaking, but through our power, through our authority, through all the different ways we broadcast what we believe. But we're not very good at listening and receiving. You know? And to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, to be brothers and sisters, we, we have to listen. Because if we're just broadcasting, because there's so many things in this world that want our attention, the broadcasting gets louder and louder and we get desensitized, like everything's breaking news. No? Uh, in terms of broadcasting parents not understanding their children, children not understanding their parents, husbands and wives not listening to each other, but broadcasting to each other. Yeah, there's a lack of that sense of communication in this world. And how then, if we can't communicate with one another, how can we listen to God in our lives? Who seeks to transform us. And so during this series, there's kind of three basic fundamentals that underpin this. Listening really involves our hearts and minds. It's not just our ears. Because you've heard that, you know, they say, it went through one year and came out the other. And it never went anywhere else. We have to, if we're truly going to listen, we do have to listen with our minds and our hearts. And this means each other, and also especially with God. The art of conversation has been replaced with broadcasting. You know, we're good you know, with, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, your smartphone, you're your own broadcasting channel. Someone's got to explain TikTok to me because I don't get it. But we're very good to be able to, again, transmit what we believe and what we think. But has that helped our dialogue and conversation? Just look at the comment sections of a Twitter feed or Facebook. Not necessarily. Again, there's broadcasting that keeps getting louder to try to dominate rather than having dialogue and conversation. And that also again includes our dialogue and conversation with God so that we could be the best disciples and be the best people we can be. And finally, conscious listening creates understanding. If we are attentively listen, and, and Julian Treasure goes through five ways to listen better. Then I think we can truly understand one another and then understand God, which then, of course, makes the world a better place. One of the things right now is, of course, we know the, the invasion of Ukraine. There's a lot of broadcasting going on but not enough dialogue and conversation. There's a lot of positioning going on politically. Was well, anyone thinking of all those people who are fleeing for their lives, who are suffering 
you know, whose lives completely have been flipped over. And if we consciously listen, then we can understand. And then when there's that understanding, we can make those changes and act in a very powerful way. In the gospel today, we're listening to how we're called to be disciples. We heard Jesus say, a disciple is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully qualified will be like their teacher. It's important for us as we come to Mass, as we celebrate the sacraments, as we live our lives of faith, that we understand that we're students. And our churches are classrooms. And as students, we come to the feet of the Master, our Lord Jesus Christ, to learn from Him so that we can be like Him in this world. Sometimes we get caught up thinking that not only uh, we should be like Him, that we are Him, or sometimes we're above Him. That we know everything. That we get settled in our routines. And we can sometimes, you know, block out God's call for us to live our lives of faith. The post-pandemic world, which I hope we're getting closer and closer to the reality, will be an opportunity for us to be a stronger and more effective church to help bring Christ's light in the world if we take the opportunity and an openness and a willingness to change. But we, when we come here, when we take time to pray, when we approach the Lord, we approach as students, seeking to be those great disciples. You know, yesterday morning, uh, Father Robert and I heard a number of first reconciliations from our young children, and they're amazing. Great young people. And talk about a place to be a student at the feet of the Master. So, you know, in this second homily of this series, we're looking at what does it really mean to listen as a disciple? First thing, we're students, we're not the master, and the school of faith is our family of parishes. Secondly, Jesus says in the gospel, why do you see, you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do, do not notice the log in your own eye? It's so true, we're really good at finding out other people's problems, or at least thinking that we know other people's problems, other people's circumstances. Another word for that is judging other people. If we're going to be faithful disciples who listen to God's grace, we have to first kind of examine ourselves. What are the things that are really good in my life as a disciple? What I'm really good at as a student? You know, when I was you know, going through school, I was not the greatest math student. I was pretty good in religion. We have to find our weaknesses and strengthen them. As faithful disciples, we gotta find out what blocks us from listening to God, what blocks us from being our best, and take those logs out, take those things away. And Lent is that great time for us to do some self-reflection and examination of conscience and make sure that we have a clear pathway and a clear connection with God's love before we start helping those around us, before we can be sent out and proclaim the good news. 
And finally, a little bit of a check for us if we're being those good and faithful students and followers of Jesus, we hear Jesus say, out of the good treasure of the heart, the good person produces good, and out of evil treasure, the evil person produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Look at what we do every day in our lives. Am I making other people's lives better or worse? Am I making uh, uh, my family, you know, uh, making their lives better, loving uh, one another, or am I driving people away? Am I only consumed with myself when I take a look at the lists of the things that I do, and in that list I see nothing where I'm doing things for other people? If we're faithful disciples, if we're followers of Jesus, if we're listening to his call in our lives, we're going to produce good things. And if we see that we're not producing good things or we're producing bad things, we need to change. We need to transform. And to do that, we need to listen to God more. And we do that in our prayer. We do that in the sacraments. And we are consciously attentive to where the Lord calls us. As an example for the church listening, I just want to share with you a couple of things that I think will help us be faithful disciples. Starting already back in October of 2021, Pope Francis uh, enacted uh, a synod. And this is a, a synod is basically a big gathering. Every free, few years, uh, the Pope gathers with bishops from across the world on various topics. We've done in recent times on the family, on youth. And he's done some consultation with the faithful, which has been a new part of the synod. This one is going to span 2021 to 2023, and he wants a consultation of every parish in every diocese across the world. And Father Robert is going to be is in charge for us here in our family of parishes, and in the next couple of months, there's going to be listening sessions to reflect on the role of the church in our world today and how we're going to move forward. And the title of the synod is uh, you know, for a synodal church, basically a church that works together, communion, participation, and mission. And Pope Francis said this in the opening of the Synod, which officially opened in October. A church open to the newness that God wants to suggest, let us with greater fervor and frequency invoke the Holy Spirit and humbly listen to him. Journeying together as he the source of communion and mission desires with docility. Docility means obedience to the Spirit, docility and courage. The Pope is looking for, especially in the post-pandemic world, for the church to be renewed. And the only way the church is going to be renewed all over the world, and we know the church needs lots of change, lots of reflection, lots of newness, is that we all as followers and disciples need to share our experience and our wisdom and trust the Holy Spirit in that journey. And I believe this is going to help us not just survive in the months and years ahead, but to thrive as a relevant, uh, influential sign of Christ's love in our world and for us here in Chatham 
and surrounding area. If we're going to listen, though, the Pope says we're probably going to need to adapt and change. He says, that expression, we have always done it that way, which I've never heard at church before. Sorry, that was called sarcasm. I, I, I've heard it once or twice in every parish I've been, almost every day. Anyway, we won't get into that. He says, we have done it that way. We have always done it that way. That expression is poison for the life of the church. Those who think this way, perhaps without even realizing it, make the mistake of not taking seriously the times in which we are living. The danger in the end is to apply old solutions to new problems. The Pope is looking at the world today and saying we need a new way to engage the world and to draw people closer to Christ. That means for us as we move forward, some things will stay the same. Some things will change and be different. Some things won't come back because we're students on, you know, taught by the master to be on mission, to draw people closer to Christ. You know, we come, we learn, we study, we are inspired, and then we're sent out. So we have to together collectively as our family of parishes over the, the coming months and next couple of years are gonna try to find that newness, not to survive, but to thrive not to uh, continue to shrink, but to grow, so that Christ risen may be seen by the world. But for us to do that, we're going to have to adapt, pivot, and change, as the church has done in every time to share Christ's resurrection. What does that mean? I don't know. We're gonna have to figure that out. We're gonna have to listen to the Holy Spirit as we move forward. I'm going to leave you with two ways that Julian Treasure left us to listen, and I think good for us to listen to the Holy Spirit as we enter in this time of transition. He talked about silence, three minutes daily to reset and recalibrate our ears, hear the quiet again. It's good to just be silent. Silent and still. And secondly, he talks about savoring. Appreciate the sounds around us. Mundane sounds can make a difference. And so last night I was doing some laundry and Julian Treasure said, even the dryer can make interesting sounds. And by the way, it can, also depending on what's in the dryer. Mundane sounds, because we're so overwhelmed with noise having that silence and then savoring the sounds around us, even the simple, the mundane, we can hear again. And when we hear the mundane, when we hear the subtle, we're going to hear God. Can you hear me now?